And to Jesus be the glory, honor, and praise, and only to him belongs the glory. And God's people said, Amen. I'm talking to you today about your economic destiny because I believe it's God's word and it's God's will to prosper you. You know, he said in his word many times that he wants to bless and prosper you. And now it's time to believe God's word. And Father, we give you the praise for your promises. I pray, Lord, you'll bless your people. Speak clearly to each one, I pray, in your precious, holy, and glorious name. Amen. I'm talking to you today who need to be encouraged, who need to be uplifted, who need to be reminded of the promises of God dealing with prosperity. In Deuteronomy 8.18, remember the Lord your God. It is he that gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto fathers as it is this day. So, what have you done? And I'm going to ask everyone, what have you done to change your financial destiny? That's a question for many people to answer today. What have we done? What have you done to change your financial destiny today? The Bible says, I have been young and now I'm old. I've not seen the righteous forsaken or the seed begging for bread. So God has given every one of us the power to get wealth. Everyone listening to me has the anointing and the power as a Christian to be blessed to establish God's covenant that is the gospel on the earth. This is our economic destiny. The Lord never promised lack. It says none lacked among them. Now, when I talk about prosperity, I talk about no lack. No lack in life. No lack in the future. I don't mean about, you know, having all the, you know, bank accounts and all the houses and all the lands and all this. No, no, no. I mean no lack. That's true biblical prosperity. Elijah had no lack. The Lord Jesus had no lack. Paul the Apostle had no lack. They understood the promises that God would take care of his people. So what have we done to establish that destiny in God? So our economic destiny is quite simple. God wants to raise you up to be trusted, to be trusted that he may establish his covenant that is the gospel on earth. So God is looking for faithful men, for faithful women that will receive supernatural abilities, that will receive God-given abilities. So it says in Proverbs 28, 20, a faithful man, a faithful man will abound with blessings. So God is looking for faithful people. Not able people, but faithful people. You can always make a faithful man able. You cannot make an able man faithful. So God is looking for faithful people because faithfulness puts you in that place where your destiny will be blessed. Not only spiritually, but financially. So in whatsoever state you will be in, you'll be content. That's what Paul says. No lack. Remember, none lacked among them. 
And God will give you that same blessing in your life that not one day in your life you'll have financial lack. Not even one day. So the first thing is you must believe the promise of Deuteronomy 8.18. You must believe that God Almighty will give you the power to get wealth when you need it to establish the gospel. And so in 3 John 3.2, we all know it, but I think it's good to remind you, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. I've told you before, I'll tell you again, the three things people fear, death, disease, poverty. Nobody wants them because it's not God's will. It's not God's will to die. It's not God's will to be sick. It's not God's will to be poor. It's God's will that all should live in Jesus. And Jesus said, though you were dead, you will live if you believe in me. So people are afraid to die. Yet God has promised us life. I am come that they might have life. Not only spiritually, but also physically. Life. And that abundantly. Healing. That's God's promise. And no different. Prosperity. That's God's promise. Not poverty. Today the world is fighting those three things because nobody wants them. Nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to be sick. Nobody wants to be poor. Because it's not natural. It's against nature even. Because God put in us the, the desire for life and health and prosperity. Now, God Almighty wants you above all things to prosper. It's in his word. And to be in health like your soul. So the Bible says the wealth of the sinner now is laid up for the just, right? That's in Proverbs 20, uh, sorry, 13, 22. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. It's time we believe it. So the first thing is we really have to believe the promises. We have to believe that God says that I will, I'm, I'm going to make a covenant with you that you may prosper. We have to believe, I wish above all things, that you prosper. We have to believe the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And we have to believe Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. We have to believe that. Because if we don't believe it, we're not going to get it. We also have to believe Psalm 35, 27. Let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Now, I can give you promise after promise after promise about prosperity. It's all over the Bible. So God wants you to believe his word. Why? That he might carry out his purpose in fulfilling your economic destiny. He wants you to believe it. Otherwise, he won't do it. He wants you to believe his word that he might carry out his purpose in your life fulfilling your economic destiny. So first, we have to do our part. We have to believe, and then we have to begin to inherit, to receive what is rightfully ours, because our covenant right is to prosper. Would you say after me, my covenant right is to prosper. Prosperity is my covenant right. No matter what the enemies out there say, even those who preach against this, they have cars, they have homes, they, 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 they have what they need, yet they attack it. 
Prosperity isn't money, money, money. Prosperity is no lack. No lack. Every need is met. 90% of your time is spent as a human being with doing something about making sure you have what you need. 90% of your time. Your shelter, your food, your clothing, 90% of the time. Your future, on, on and on. So God cares about this, this part of our life. Yet we get attacked that we believe in prosperity. The Bible will actually believe in, in, in prosperity. What are, you do, what are you gonna do with what God gave Adam? Or what God gave Abraham? Think about Noah. What it took to build that ark. Isaac, Jacob. You say, well, there were, there were some saints that, that were poor, of course, but no lack. They had no lack. That's my point. Prosperity is not about millions of dollars or whatever, you know, uh, in your country you call your money. It's about no lack. That's it. So simple. The apostles had no lack. And that's all I'm talking about. So there's nothing wrong with what I'm saying. That's true biblical prosperity. Not a day of lack in your life. I've not seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. That is prosperity. That is no lack. God wants us to believe it. Today we have a lot of homeless people in this country. Lots of them in Southern California and other parts of the, of the country. And here America is a very wealthy nation. Very wealthy nation. I walked up to, again to, to this man one day in, uh, in California and I, and I saw him every single day standing there by a big store called Gelson's with, with the little sign asking for something he needed financially. And I gave him, you know, I would stop and help him. And one day I said, I'm gonna talk to him. So I got out of the car and I began talking. I said, now why are you doing this? You look like a strong man, you can go get a job. His answer convinced me he just did not want to get a job. He just didn't feel like he really needed to do it. And here's the biggest shock. To my shock, he told me he was a born-again Christian. I'm thinking, what is this man doing over here asking for money with a big sign that says, help me? You see lots of them out there today. Now, I know there are some people who they, they can't work because of something that happened in the past. I get, I get all that. But there's a lot of them who just don't want to work. And a lot of people in the church today do not want to believe the Bible, like that man that I talked to. It's, it's, in, it's in the Word. First, believe what God says, that you'll have no lack in your life, and now go inherit what is rightfully yours by working, by doing something productive for yourself. If we don't work, we don't eat, the Bible says. God will bless the work of your hands. God never promised to bless your hands. He promised to bless the work of your hands. Working hands are blessed. Lazy hands are not blessed. I'm going to say it again. Working hands are blessed. Lazy hands are not blessed. So here's an, an awesome promise. Awesome promise. In Deuteronomy 28. Now you can read that whole amazing section from verse 1 to verse 13. But in Deuteronomy 28, God says your economic heritage is much greater, much greater 
than just paying bills or meeting your needs. Because he said you'll be blessed coming in, blessed coming out, blessed in everything you do, running over blessings. That's really what God has promised us. So frankly, what God has promised us is way beyond what we think prosperity is. Way beyond. Your cup running over. It shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, running over. So when I say what well, prosperity is no lack, well, yes, but, 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 what did God really promise? Did he just promise no lack? No, he promised way more than that, if we will only accept it, if we will really believe it. Have you, have you known someone that has really experienced the running over abundance that Jesus promised? When he said, give, it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, running over, shall men give to your bosom. That comes from the highest authority. Yet people who don't want to believe that attack it, call us all kinds of names. That's fine. Who cares? But the Lord Jesus himself said, running over, shall men give unto you. What do you do with that? You want to take, take, take it out of the Bible? It's not, no way. That's God's word. And the Bible often talks about the abundance. Think about what Israel took out of Egypt. So much gold in earrings, they made the calf out of just their earrings. And then God gives them the wealth of seven other nations. That's abundance. That's not something about just, you know, meeting your needs and paying your bills. Let's at least believe there's no lack in the Christian life. Just let's start with that. And I said many times, I'll say it again, prosperity means no lack. But God goes way beyond that with his promises I'm talking about. Way beyond that. That's like abundant prosperity, super prosperity. Endless prosperity is really what God has promised us. So, Paul the Apostle says in Philippians 4.19, we all know that, I know, I know. But it's, it's really important that we really get the word of God on this. So he, he, he had a need, and the church in, in Philippi met that need. And then he says, my God shall supply all your needs. And now this is what he talks about, that super prosperity, according to his riches in glory. Wow. So there's a whole lot more to prosperity that the Bible teaches. So... God Almighty wants us to know his laws of increase, his laws of multiplication, to fulfill his purpose in us. And what he's looking for is people that that can be trusted with it. People can be trusted with it. So you'll increase as you are trusted. So a faithful man will abound with blessings. We have to trust his word. We have to be faithful. On and on. Okay. So, just real quickly, First Chronicles 29, both riches and honor come of thee. Wow. Riches and honor come from the Lord. And prosperity is from the Lord. It says, every beast of the forest is mine. The cattle upon a thousand hills are mine. That's in Psalm 50. Or Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. He's the owner. God owns everything. 
And we have to be reminded, like Paul tells us in 1 Timothy 6, 7, we brought nothing into this world. We will carry nothing out. So I think it's important now that we see God as our source. All right, and all he wants is our trust. And then he will secure your destiny tomorrow. I want to pray with you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, come on, let's believe. In the name of Jesus, Lord, bless them with that blessed economic destiny. Bless them abundantly, Lord. Not only that they'll have their needs met, they'll go way beyond that, Lord. Way beyond that, that they will leave an inheritance for their children's children, for their children's children. In the mighty name of Jesus, I give you the praise. Amen. Every time we give, we prove ourselves faithful, trustworthy. Honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruits of all your increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy prices will burst out, burst out with new wine. Okay, it's time to give. Let's honor the Lord right now. And let's show him we are trustworthy. We are faithful. We believe his word. We believe that our economic destiny is prosperity, no lack. But let's even believe for beyond that. Like Jesus said, running over. That in the coming days we will see it happen in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you can sow your seed right now. Let, let your faith come, come alive. Let your faith come, come strong right now. And sow your seed right now. On the platform you're watching me on, you can go to our website, benhin.org, or you can just text it, BHM45777, and watch what God will do with that seed you're sowing. Watch what God will do with that seed you're giving today. Lord, we praise you. Come on, lift your hands and praise them. Lord, we praise you that this seed will produce much for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Have a blessed weekend. Be encouraged. All is well. It truly is well. I'll see you Monday for an amazing week next week. In fact, I'll be in California. So I'll be coming to you from California next next week. I'm ministering for Dr. Michelle Corral on Sunday. Monday we have a beautiful partners meeting. And then I'm going to minister also in Cali. While I'm there, I'll be in a, a big... Uh, station, you know, an Arab uh, TV station reaching the whole Arab world with them too. So much love. I'll see you next week and keep sowing and keep believing because God is on your side as all, all is well in Jesus' name. Bye-bye.